Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Maddie McKaylee, and I am a master at manifestation. In this podcast, we are going to discuss the mindset and techniques that I have used to completely transform my life. If you're ready to start living to your highest potential and turn your dreams into reality, then let's begin. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on my third podcast episode. So this week on my Instagram, I posted a poll on my Instagram stories asking if you guys wanted me to discuss my personal journey into spirituality or if you wanted me to talk about vision boarding. Uh, It was a pretty even split, but more people voted to hear about my personal journey. So next week, I'll be talking about vision boarding. But today, I'm going to tell my story, how I got started with spirituality, how I got into it, and how I've grown and continued practice over the last 11 or 12 years. It's been over a decade now. So I'm just going to dive right into it. My spiritual journey started when I was in the eighth grade, so 13, 14 years old, roughly. And it started with a sailing trip that I took through my school. I went um, sailing on a tall ship around Vancouver Island in Vancouver, BC for a week. And it was actually a Christian-based trip. Um, I was not raised Christian. I do not currently, I'm not a uh, Christian personally, um, though I did learn a lot and I do take a lot from Christianity and the religion of that, but I don't personally uh, identify myself with any specific religion, but I did learn a lot on that trip. Um, I just sort of started learning about a higher power and turning inward and reflecting and uh, believing in something bigger than myself. And I was very into it. It was a really incredible life-changing trip. And that is kind of what got me kickstarted on the path of spirituality. Following that, uh, my mom actually introduced my family and I to a YouTube video that she had found called Dr. Emoto's Theory of Water. And this was a really interesting concept for us at the time because my family, we all used to be professional flowboarders, which is like indoor simulated surfing. It can be outdoor as well, but it's essentially surfing on a man-made wave. So we were doing that professionally at the time. And my mom was interested in learning how to bless the water that we were surfing on, and she had found this video, Dr. Emoto's Theory of Water. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. He has a book as well that I believe he wrote in 2004, Uh, but this was just a quick six-minute video explaining his theory and his um, experiment that he did based around his theory, and it was really a super cool concept. Um, it's his theory basically is that your thoughts and your words can change the molecular structure of water. And with that in mind, you know, we are mostly water. People are mostly water. So if your thoughts and your words can change the molecular structure of water, you can essentially change the molecular structure of yourself, of your cells, of your molecules, of who you are by changing your thoughts and your speech. 
So it's a super cool concept. I highly recommend watching his video or reading his book or just doing a little bit of research on it. It's really interesting. He did a, um, a experiment where he had different uh, bottles or glasses of water and they took pictures of the molecular structure of the little droplets of water. I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> um, they took picture pictures of the molecular structures of the water and they did a whole bunch of different tests. Like they would write words on the bottles, on the cups, like love, peace, joy, things like that. And then they would take other ones and they would write like mean words, like hate, evil, stuff like that. And then with other ones, they had like different priests from different religions and like monks and stuff like that, bless the water. And they just did all these different tests on the water and took pictures of the molecular structure before and after. And there's just such a drastic difference between the water that has been positively blessed or uh, had positive words on it versus the ones that had negative words or actions done to it. So it's it's really cool. And that's a uh, something that was really life-changing for our family. My mom started blessing the water that we would surf on. And we actually did our own little experiment as a family, mostly my mom. We had this uh, betta fish that just lived in a little fish bowl on our kitchen counter for years. And this betta fish was like all rainbow and colorful when we had got it. And slowly over time, over the years, it had started fading away and the color faded out of the fish. And it was sort of just like a pale white gray fish that was, you know, not really holding on to life very much. And my mom would you know, do the dishes and be in the kitchen. And she would look at this fish all the time. And it was just like a pretty sad looking betta fish. So she started blessing the water that the betta fish lived in and telling my siblings and I to bless the water for the fish before we would leave for school and stuff like that. And um, slowly over time, all of its color and vibrancy started coming back and all of its like scales regrew and its tail fan back out and it like just got life in it again. And my mom swears that she saw the fish jump out of the water like a dolphin and like flip around and land back in the tank. So after that, you know, it really proved to us that this theory was true or like had, you know, we really believed this theory that we could change the molecular structure of the water. And that essentially brought our fish back to life. So that also was a really, really cool thing. And I believe that happened when I was 14 or 15. So that is sort of what sparked the track of really getting interested in spirituality and really learning more about this and looking more into this. So my mom and I started going to crystal shops and meditation, guided meditations and stuff like that. And I'm actually currently holding the very first crystal that I ever picked out and got at a crystal store. We got it at Shawanda in Kelowna. It used to be up in Rutland, but now it's downtown Kelowna. If you are ever in the area, I highly recommend checking it out. It's an awesome store and um, the owners are super nice. But this crystal I had picked out, my very first stone that was just calling to me was a pre-night crystal. It's like a very smooth green stone. 
Um, if I can recall correctly, I believe that they're from like the outback desert in Australia and they get really, really smooth and polished from like uh, sand storms and sand blowing over them and polishing them over hundreds of years. So this one crystal that I have, it's like the size of my palm roughly and it's super smooth. And I just remember it like called out to me, like this was the right crystal for me to choose. And it kind of looks like a little tree frog in my opinion. So I liked how it looked like a little frog sitting in my hand and it just fits perfectly in the palm of my hand. And it's super smooth and nice to like rub my thumbs on when I'm meditating and stuff. So I've had this crystal since I was 14, I believe. And it's, it'll always be one of my favorite stones that I have. Cause it's like I said, the first one that I chose, um, I saved a couple little pictures here on my phone of things that pre-night, um, you know, helps you with like the spiritual properties of it. So I'm just going to read those off quickly. It says pre-night is a stone of unconditional love. Pre-night enhances the visualization process and induces deep meditation in contact with the higher self. Pre-night is quite a protective stone. It can protect one on all levels as it strengthen, strengthens the life force and generally increases energy as well as stimulating it. It is also known as the stone of prophecy. Uh, Pre-night grounds one to Mother Earth, can connect one to the elements and higher beings, enhances visualization and intuition, and helps one to always be prepared. It's also helpful for decluttering when hoarding items, which is very helpful for me because I love <laughs> to collect. I'm definitely a collector. So this stone really aligns with me. And uh, it's one of my favorites. I've got quite a few pieces of pre-night now over the years, but this piece that I picked out first will always be a very special one to me. So yeah, I picked out this stone at Shawanda when I was younger. I have a large collection of crystals now that I use, but I'm always drawn to like green, blue, clear crystals, which are known as like angel stones to connect to higher beings and stuff like that, which I personally think is really cool. They just sit really well with me. I have a really, I feel like I'm very sensitive to the energy of crystals. I don't do very well with really dark, heavy stones like black, dark gray, uh, dark red stones. They kind of give me a like an upset feeling in my stomach. Um, I know that's something I need to work through. Often stones that are connecting you with your inner truth don't feel <laughs> the best to me. So I don't know, maybe that means I'm uh, lying to myself in some type of ways in my life. So that's something I personally need to work through, I guess. But I feel most aligned with lighter color stones like pre-night, adventurine is one of my favorites, um, turquoise, clear quartz, fairy quartz, stuff like that. So yeah. Um, next on my journey, I wanted to talk about a guided crystal bowl meditation that I went to with my mom and my best friend at the time and his mom as well. We all went to a guided crystal bowl meditation. This was the first time I'd been to a crystal bowl meditation and it was very, very intense for me. I remember almost being like unconscious during it. And just like, as soon as it kind of started, I just 
was out of it. I was totally not grounded or in my body at all. It felt like I was like lifted out of my body. And I believe wholeheartedly that I returned to a past life during this meditation. And in my heart, I believe that this was my soul's first life on this earth. I 100% believe in reincarnation and that we are souls in a human body experiencing a human experience. And that after we pass away, our souls are back in the universe and we come down to this earth again to learn more lessons and keep growing. So I believe that this was my soul's first journey on this earth. And it, it took me a really long time to really process what had even happened in this meditation, in this guided meditation. It just was a lot of information really, really quickly. And I didn't really know what was going on. I couldn't explain it. It was like flashes all through my head. And it took me honestly years to be able to process it all and reflect on it and realize that that was my past life. That was my past life experience. And it's really cool because a lot of what happened in that past life aligns with my current life and who I am currently. So yeah, it was, it was a guided crystal bowl meditation, like I said. And I just remember being lifted up out of my body, out of the room and like traveling through light and watching my soul be first of all conceived. Uh, I watched my mother of the time, uh, like go through pregnancy with me, go into labor, birth me. And then I watched myself grow up, go throughout my life. I lived 52 years on the, in that life and watched myself pass away, which was really crazy. And it was all from like a bird's eye view. So within this hour long, hour and a half long, can't remember how long it was guided meditation. I had watched essentially 53 years of a life from a bird's eye view. And, you know, it wasn't like there was somebody there telling me, oh, that's you. This is your past life. And explaining what was happening to me, it was just something that I was watching and processing and taking in. I was just taking in all of this information. And like I said, it was just so much information so quickly. And it took me years to really look back and reflect on what it was. And I've spoken to other people who have visited past lives and they explain having similar experiences. So yeah, I, at the time was living in ancient China, which I think is very cool. I had seven siblings, which is interesting because I remember so distinctly when I was in, I believe second grade, we had little journals at school that we had to bring home and show to our parents. And I had written in my journal that I wanted to have seven kids when I grew up. And my parents, I remember them being like, seven kids, that's so many. But it just felt like the right number to me. Like having seven siblings was, or six or seven siblings was uh, like super cool and really fun. And that would be like the best way to have children. And when I visited this past life, I had seven siblings. So there was eight of us essentially. But I had always, for some reason, and I didn't know why, wanted seven children. And after visiting that past life and processing all of that information, 
I believe that that is why I felt that way. I felt inclined to having so many children. I don't know if necessarily I will have that many children, but that's what I always uh, leaned towards as a kid growing up. You know, I always wanted to be a mother. And it's super cool now that I am pregnant with my first child. And I've talked to my partner about it, and we both want lots of kids. So we'll see what the future holds. Um, but yeah, I've always felt just aligned with having a lot of children. It's always been a dream of mine to be a grand multi-para, which is somebody who's had five or more births, healthy births of children. So we'll see. But yeah, and I had some pretty interesting pets in that past life. Like I said, I lived 52 years and passed away from pneumonia. And I lived a relatively simple life selling things in the market. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail of the past life story because it is a lot of information and uh, can be kind of personal. But yeah, that moment, that experience really like set things in stone for me that the spirituality was something I really wanted to follow and learn more about and practice. And I haven't necessarily been on the track, you know, every day, all the time. There's been uh, large portions of my life in the past, what, uh, 11, 12 years since I started this spiritual journey where I just wasn't really practicing. I was busy with college or uh, with boyfriends or with whatever was going on in my life. And that's why I like to discuss with people when I'm talking about spirituality and manifestation and stuff like that, that it's not always a straight road. You're not always on the road and that is okay. You know, sometimes to wander from the path and focus yourself on other things. But I always come back to it. I always come back to spirituality. I always come back to practice. I always come back to learning more, um, growing my, my awareness and, uh, I'm really grateful for finding this path for myself. It's It's been really life-changing. And I'm really grateful, one, for you guys for listening and being open to hearing my stories and what I've learned over the years. And two, I'm really grateful to myself for being in at this point in my life where I feel ready and open to share, open and honestly, about the experiences I've had and the lessons I've learned over the years. Um, I'm really excited to see what this podcast journey has in store for me. I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with doing things. I didn't actually take any notes at all for this podcast. I just, you know, I knew it was my personal story and like I didn't really need to jot anything down other than I took a couple screenshots describing the the crystal that I brought today that I have, I'm going to post a picture of it on my Instagram. So if you're interested in seeing the crystal, you can check it out on my Instagram page. And yeah, that's like just kind of how I got started. That's sort of my journey from, you know, 13 to 15 years old, how I got started into this. And I just continued over the years learning and developing. Like I said, my mom now owns a yoga studio and she is a yoga teacher. She 
teaches Reiki and does Reiki sessions. Uh, we have a bunch of crystal bowls in here ourselves, so we play the crystal bowls now. And yeah, just the, the more I get older, the more I've learned and acquired. I've been listening to podcasts myself for years. I've been watching videos for years and just doing practice on my own, really. In the past year that I've been living here, or almost a year since I've moved back home to my hometown, I've been um, helping facilitate the moon ceremonies that we have twice a month here in the yoga studio. And it's just been really nice to connect with other women and to share my practice and not be doing all of it by myself. So yeah, I don't know. It's a new, new journey. Um, I'm always walking the path and walking further down the path. I know I say in my opening statement that I'm a manifestation master. That does not necessarily mean that I know it all, that I know exactly how to do everything. I'm still always learning. And I believe that's the key to mastering anything is just uh, practicing and keeping your heart open and your mind open to learning more and um, always, always coming back to the path, back to the road. And no matter how far you wander, if you come back to the path, you are on the right track. So yeah, I guess that's all I wanted to say today. I really appreciate you guys listening, like I said. And if you want to see that crystal picture, you can check out my Instagram page. It is at Maddie McKaylee, the same as my Instagram, or I mean my podcast, sorry. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions or you want to start new, any conversations, feel free to send me a message over on Instagram. I'm always open to chatting as long as it's a positive, constructive conversation. Um, I've had some people message me and say, oh, I thought you were open to dis discussing this with me, but they're very negative and attacking towards me. So I'm always open to conversations that feel aligned and positive. So yeah, thank you for listening today. And I will see you guys next week when we talk about vision boarding and how you can use a vision board to change your life and further your manifestation goals. Thanks, guys.